And so as, as we start in, we, we hear a lot of suffering, okay? And so I want to start at a real kind of base level of suffering, okay? Kind of probably what we kind of intend to go through a lot, kind of every single day, okay? Has anybody out there had an a course day? Like, of course, has anybody had one of those days, right? Okay, well, let me help you to see if you've had one of these. Of course, the dog was wagging his tail and knocked over the cup of milk with his tail. Of course, that's what happened, right? Of course, the baby wakes up five minutes after I lay her down. Of course you need something immediately when I sat down. Of course my refrigerator is leaking water. Of course, of course, of course. And so a lot of times I think we approach suffering... In that, ah, of course this has happened to me. And Christ wants us to approach it in a totally different way. Do you see the demeanor? Do you see the stance? Do you see my position when I am in the middle of a, of course this has happened to me again? And sometimes it can become even more agitating because we think this suffering, we think this, of course this happens, that it's not beneficial for anything. That it's just more a waste. And God, I could be doing something different. Okay, and so I want you to kind of see it there, kind of at at a base level, okay? But then I want us to go into Paul uh, and see some suffering, as I brought up last week, that he kind of went through, okay? And then let's see what Jesus says about this and just continue to roll on through. And so, as last week we went into uh, Paul's suffering here, Okay, and we're going to start back in in verse 5 of chapter 1. And it says, For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering. Okay, so this is Paul saying we are sharing in the sufferings of Christ. We are not talking about what Christ went through. But we are talking about sharing abundantly in those sufferings. And so let's flip back over to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 22. And let's read some of these sufferings that he is uh, partaking in. So real quick over to 11. And go down to verse 22. And he says, Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they offsprings of Abraham? So am I. 
Are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. I am talking like a madman with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings and often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty last years, last one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Night and a day and was drift, adrift at sea. On frequent journeys in danger from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my own peoples, dangers from Gentiles, dangers in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in tolls and hardships through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure, And apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. And so we see this suffering, okay? And as Paul is proclaiming this, Paul is proclaiming this in this is the way that Christ suffered. If we flip over to John 15, 20, it says, A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Paul is like, we are suffering in this way. We together are suffering in this way because this is the way our Lord suffered. And so we should suffer in this same manner. In 1 Corinthians, he talks a lot, uses two different times of being an intimid- uh, uh, a imitator. Be an imitator of me as I am of Christ. That was 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. I urge you then, be imitators of me. 1 Corinthians 4.16. And so as we go into this suffering... As we go in here and partake alongside, abundantly suffer alongside Christ, know that we are doing this. And when we say that we don't want any of this suffering, we're basically saying we don't want Christ. We should imitate Christ. We should imitate Christ. And he suffered. And so we will suffer here on this earth do you see my of course kind of already shifting because I'm not suffering well when I'm in the midst of that and like good gracious this is the silliest thing that could have happened I really have to clean up this milk off the floor but what does it do guys where does it go in here I'm not A servant enough to get down on my hands and knees? Good gracious, is he wanting to refine me? Am I not patient with my children? So it was their milk that they put there so that the dog would be at the right height to knock it over? Right? Like, think about this. But it's in the midst of that suffering. So I want you to see it like here on a day-to-day Kind of every single interaction that you have. But I also want you to see it in the greater theme of suffering constantly. 
Whether it be being shipwrecked, whether it be being lost at sea, whether it be in danger of of rivers, in danger of people, whatever the case may be, as we suffer, we are suffering because Christ suffered. And we as His children must desire to be like our Heavenly Father and to suffer as He did. And so let's continue to go in. So 5b, it says, So, for as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, 5b, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. And so that abundant suffering that is passed out upon us because of the fallen world that we live in, because of our sinful nature, because of persecution, all of the above... Right? When this comes our way abundantly, right? It's there so that God can give us comfort. Because just like with that, of course, like that, of course, is a state of being that I was in. Of course, this is terrible. Of course, I can't stand my life. Of course, I can't, right? No, but this comfort that He is desiring to hand out to us that we have, that is ours, is that comfort to be able to laugh and say, yeah, it's that comfort to get that milk up off the floor. It's that comfort. See, baby, that's why, that's why I asked you not to put it in here. But it's all right, baby. We good. Let's go. Right? Like, it's that comfort that he, in the midst of it, is allowed to give us because then what does it do in me daily, day by day? It renews who I am in Christ. And Amber can say, man, first couple years in our marriage, boy, you'd have lost it. You'd have flew off the handle at that, right? Well, praise be to God. That sanctification has gone out after this abundant suffering and He has grown me in a manner... To where that's not going to bother me like it used to. To where I'm able to be comforted by God in the midst of these little silly trials that can get us so bent out of shape to where we start framing our whole existence out of these little things going wrong. That's why I'm hanging here at these little things, guys. Because we get off kilter on these little things and then they feed into to where when the big stuff does come, we don't know how to handle it. Because we have not suffered well in the day-to-day things. What do we want? When I say the word comfort, that means you want to get in your recliner and kick your feet up. That ain't the comfort that I'm talking about, but that's the comfort that our society is feeding us and desires for us to not be up and be the men and women of God that we have been called to be. Because I don't want nothing to go wrong. If I sit right here in my chair, I get to control the TV. I'm going to send every kid I got away to go get on their tablet I am, thank goodness it is Friday. I don't have to go to that dreadful place uh, 
again. Do you hear that daily suffering? And how our whole stance, it's not even focused upon Christ. It's not even thinking about that opportunity to truly see our Savior in the smallest and littlest thing. Because, guys, it's right here. Those sufferings, they're going to be abundant. They are going to be abundant. So that we can be comforted abundantly. Because what does that do when we're comforted abundantly? By Christ, that means that we are reflecting Him better. Well, then who in turn sees Him better? This broken and dying world. Which, praise be to God, that's why He's given us the great privilege to stay here. To go and share the gospel with all those that we may come in contact with. Think of the gift that he is giving us in Christ Jesus in suffering to be comforted and it to be a state of being. Like it's not something, oh, well, I'm at church. Oh, now I'm at home. No, it's a state of being. It's who we are in the midst of comfort. And that way, big or small, it don't matter what weapons are formed against us. We know that our God is greater. Let's keep going. In verse 6 it says, If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings. Okay, so if we were afflicted, as we talked last week, troubled, distressed, oppressed, tribulation, all of these things, when we if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. So it is for your comfort. It is your state of being that you are in. But it's also to sanctify you. Right? Salvation. We, are, we have been saved in justification when we accept the Lord Jesus as our personal Savior. When He opens our eyes our eyes, and he ransoms us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Okay? That we are saved if you are a believer in Jesus Christ. You are being saved in sanctification, which is what he is speaking of here mainly, of being sanctified as you are afflicted so that it's for your comfort. You're going to be comforted but he also wants us to grow in who he is. He wants us to continue to labor on. 
continue to labor on. That's why we can tell somebody on their deathbed, until the Lord calls you home, you are supposed to be here. Until the Lord calls you home. And he desires every single day, every breath that we breathe, he desires that we use it for his name's sake to be willing to be stretched. Okay? Think about it. Think about it with we've got so many families within this church who have young babies, right? Okay. Well, you went from two to three. Well, what does that do just naturally, right? It stretches you. It grows you. It sanctifies you. Well, we can use these times of young children within the home as sanctification, or we can walk around the whole entire time and say, of course that just happened again. Right? But God, in His kindness desires for us to be sanctified. And as we are being sanctified, right, that's where it has us to desire that glorification, to desire to see Him face to face where there will be no more, where there will be, where I will be saved. And I will see Him face to face and I long for that day. But until that day, we must be striving towards our king because he is worthy. And it keeps on going. Here it says, And it is for your comfort which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings. I love how Paul pulled that in there for us. Right? Like, man... I was hoping that wasn't going to happen. Man, that happened with Asher. Man, it happened with Evan. Man, it happened with Ada. Man, it happened with, right? Like, like man, I thought we had this thing licked. And then, boom. Or, man, I thought, thought that self-control. I thought it was in the bag. Boom. Right? Because he desires that we suffer So that we can reflect. He doesn't want. He wants his strength to be made perfect in our weaknesses. And so he's going to have to keep going to the same place. Right? Everybody, whenever we would work out growing up, right? Everybody wanted to do their arms and their chest. And so they kept going back to it. They didn't care about the rest of their body. One single bit. Right? They just kept going back to it. Right? Well, that's what the Lord, he's like, hey i got to strengthen this area of you, so I'm going to continue to keep teasing it out a little bit. I'm going to keep going and digging in there because this is what happens. This is what happens. And you'll see a lot of us who have been refined in this way over and over, right? It's where specific verses are just etched within our minds. Because we've had to have it to lean on Christ to be able to say, good gracious, no, it ain't happening again. No, Lord, we ain't heading down that road. Thank you, Lord, for giving me that comfort. Because it's like a repetition. 
right? And what's the most discouraging thing in the whole entire world? When you fail at something that you think that you were over. What is the absolute most discouraging thing in the world? Or to fail at something that you think you're good at. But that's what the Lord desires to do. To continue to get in there and really dig in. Why? Not because he's a mean God. But because he loves you so much. That he wants to present you spotless and blameless. Because he loves you so much. That's why he keeps digging in there on you. That's why he keeps saying, "Uh uh-uh. That's my child. That's my child. We're going to refine that off. We're going to burn that off. We're going to cut that off. Because that's my child. Because he loves us so dearly. And let's keep going. It says, Our hope for you is unshaken. For we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our hope. And so, our ultimate hope in life and death is Jesus Christ and Him alone. Him coming and living a perfect and sinless life. Dying on the cross and being raised from the grave And is now seated at the right hand of God the Father and sent forth his spirit to dwell with inside of those who would call upon his name. That is our ultimate hope. That is our hope that he is speaking of here. But also our hope to add to that is trusting in, as we are suffering through this, trusting in the sovereign God that we serve. And knowing that, yes, my God, our hope is is that I know my God knew me before the foundation of the world. I know my God knew me when I was being knit together in my mother's womb. I know that my God knows me as he's counting every hair upon my head. And I know that he has put me here in Rock Hill, South Carolina. I know that he has me married to Amber Henson. I know that these things are for sure. And I trust him in the midst of this suffering. And any of you who can cry out and call Jesus Christ your Savior, my God, my God, all of those things are true for you as well. And that is our hope. That God is not forgetting us in the midst of our suffering, but that he is intervening in our suffering, causing our suffering so that he can refine us and comfort us in who he is. But he desires to do that, guys, not only today, but until you breathe your last breath on this earth and he welcomes you into his glorious kingdom and you are able to be with him forevermore.
Let us be a people who suffer well for the name of Christ. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for your kindness. Lord, we thank you for being our God. Lord, we thank you so much for knowing and trusting that you will comfort us in our suffering, that you allow our suffering to happen, Lord, so that we would be sanctified in you. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for who you are. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.